listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to season two of the Resi Prep Road to Match Day podcast, a proud Pharmacy Podcast Network partner. This season on the podcast, I am so excited to bring you several dynamic speakers, folks that are interested in talking to you about what their road to their success was like when securing the residency positions that they wanted, as well as fellowship positions that they wanted. But this year, I also wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to give you an idea of what it's like on the other side of the journey. So I have speakers that will join us who have been in their respective functional areas for a few years, all the way up to a decade, because I think it's important for you to see and know that there is light on the other side of all of this and this long, long tunnel that we are all in together. Today's episode is the first one, and I am excited and thrilled to be speaking with you about what the road ahead looks like. This is going to be a review of your timeline, and today's episode will be particularly beneficial for folks pursuing a residency. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Corezis. Welcome to episode one of season two of the Road to Match Day on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I can't believe it's season two already, but we are back. And my hope and my goal this year with the podcast is every month to give you an episode that is going to be very instrumental to where you are in your residency pursuit process. What that means is dynamic interviews, but also some of it will kind of feel like teaching where I am just giving you step-by-step pearls on different things that you can do to make yourself very competitive for this process so that at phase one, all I'm going to see on LinkedIn and on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok are videos of all of you sharing your beautiful and wonderful news that you were able to secure a position at phase one of the match. I say this often. And it's really um, something that I stand by and live by with all of the student pharmacists that I work with through my um, my process um, with ResiPrep. Um, and it's that this process of securing a residency position is a marathon. Um, I don't believe in the sprint approach. I think that the marathon and the folks that have that outlook on it, they tend to be more successful, but also um, they accomplish it with a little less stress. Um, I don't lie to anyone and tell you that this process is going to be super seamless and it's not stressful, so on and so forth. That would be grossly um, inaccurate, but I do try to tell all of you that for folks who begin early, um, I know especially for me, my track record is for successes, the students that start working with me around August, the end of July, um, anybody who pretty much starts working on this process before um, November, 
really has a great shot at being successful right out of the gate. So I usually create a timeline for us and we work on these timelines and it's usually what guides us and how I'm also able to serve as an accountability buddy and making sure that you're staying on track about and you have to work on to maximize your chances of being successful with the process. So today, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run through with you what a typical timeline looks like if you are going to apply for a residency. And really, that's going to be an outline of all of the different things you need to make sure you're, you're working on. And we will kick it off with September. And so in September, I really look at September and October of your residency application process as the planning season. This is when you're thinking about, is it going to be um, a pharmacy practice residency? Is it going to be an care residency? Am I thinking managed care? Um, am I thinking fellowship completely? Like, have I had a transformative experience? So really thinking about what you want to do is going to be imperative. And with that, in September, I think it's a great time to start thinking about references and people that will be able to kind of write on your behalf already. Um, I think that before you even begin your clinical rotations, there are um, faculty advisors, the dean of your college of pharmacy, um, your chapter advisors, some of your um, pharmacy practice professors. There are going to be at least one or two people that you should start thinking about that can speak to the type of student, the caliber of student that you've been um, throughout this journey so far before you even start um, acquiring the clinical preceptors as references. I think that that's one thing in September we should be thinking about and starting to work on. The second thing in September is finalizing the mid-year project. I mean, I think your mid-year project should be something that you've been thinking about long before September, because if you finalize that project in September, you, you literally just have September to get it together and submit it right at the top of October. So usually um, before you go on appies um, or right at your first appy in that July, um, August time is to start, is to immediately speak to preceptors about your desire to present a project at mid-year. And there's usually things that they can get you involved in that you're able to work on all through August and September so that an abstract can be ready for that submission deadline of October 1st. The next thing is by September, I really think you should have a CV template that you like, that you're developing, that you're working on building um, on from. At the end of also around September, I start to get um, the students to start thinking about what programs, at least start asking themselves those fundamental questions of what are some things that are important to you about the residency program you're going to apply to. All of this makes September a planning month. We're brainstorming, we're thinking about things, we're figuring out what needs to happen when, but it's a, it's a very planning heavy month. In October, we start to get some action because right on October 1st, your mid-year abstract is due. At this point, you should also be thinking about registering for mid-year. And October is a really great time, I always think, to get the first round of your CV reviewed. 
by this time, somebody, somebody you trust has taken a look at your CV and can at least tell you from an organizational standpoint what they think. And so is your CV too bolded is, are you putting things in the correct order? Um, or are you conveying the right message with the CV? Um, or the descriptive terminologies that you're using to describe your appies, are they appropriate? Is the CV unnecessarily too long? Like, are we at, you know, like, is it long because there's value and substance or your CV is just long because you're double dipping in certain areas? All these are great. It's a really great time to seek that feedback in October. And I believe in October, the self-reflection piece of residency that's going to help you write your letter of intent should begin. This is where the why statement of why residency should start coming into focus. This is when your idea about what, what are some of the things that the programs must absolutely have in order for you to be attracted to them, be present. All the self-reflection that we're always talking about, that should be happening in that October month as well. I think October is also a really great time to look at your local residency showcases. Many of the state organizations are going to have fall seminars or fall residency showcases. These are excellent opportunities, especially for folks who cannot afford to go to mid-year. Checking out your local residency showcase could be extremely, extremely impactful. It's an opportunity opportunity for you to engage with the program on a really intimate level where you don't have to go to a huge showcase like mid-year and, and worry about monopolizing a program's time. Here, uh, the crowds are usually or absolutely less than they would be at mid-year. And you may have an opportunity to really form a really great connection with either a current resident or even the RPD. I strongly encourage you to find out when are the local residency showcases in your area and attend. That's pretty much October. We get into November, which I really do call the go time. It's go time. It's execution time. November, I want to see a final first draft of your LOI. I think this is a great time to start dissecting the tone of your letter, the creativity with which the letter is written, um, the clarity with which you are conveying and making your case about why you are an excellent candidate for this program. And I think that doing this in November is going to be extremely, extremely impactful because it'll allow you multiple opportunities to get that letter looked at again and again, if need be. If you wait till last minute, at the most, you'll get one solid review. And when you make changes after that, the person who reviewed it, for that person to see those changes again, it could be very, very helpful to the quality of letter you put forward. It's time to contact program, guys. Like if you haven't been contacting programs, if you haven't been networking on LinkedIn and connecting with programs and connecting with residents, November is it. I strongly recommend that you speak to current residents, that you try and speak with all RPDs at minimum email the RPDs and see if you can have a personal meeting or even an email exchange to ask them questions that may not be on the program's website. And then November is also an excellent time to submit the request for your transcripts. Let me say this now, please listen. And I really hope you hear me. Submitting your transcripts request 
early, it is going to make a world of difference in how much stress you go through in December. And we'll cover December in a second, but submit, submit, submit transcripts request early. The next is December. In December, it's execution time. We are going to mid-year. If you are a candidate that is going to mid-year, it is going to be the first time that you have a visual representation of what the competition looks like. Thousands and thousands of student pharmacists are present. Um, there are going to be dozens of people at a single booth waiting for an opportunity to speak to a resident for three to five minutes and hope that they make an impression. And this is why I advocate for early, early contact initiation, because it's going to make a world of difference in how impactful you're going to be at mid-year. Think about it. What's better? Showing up at mid-year and saying, it's nice to finally meet you because you've been email communicating with an RPD. You've been email communicating with current residents. Showing up and saying, it's nice to finally meet you feels so much less awkward than coming up to a resident and just having this really dry and initial conversation and you guys have never connected before. October, November month being spent sending emails and establishing communications and um, asking for Zoom meetings if they will allow it. All these things help make that mid-year connection less awkward and you would have established a relationship with the program already. Um, but the biggest thing that catches many of you by surprise is that when you come back from mid-year for some programs, you probably only have one week to get all of your things in. That means the forecast is complete. That means that all of your references have submitted the references. That means the forecast has received your transcript, but wait, they've also uploaded that transcript information on to your application. And it means that on your part, your letter of intent is ready and your CV is ready. It is a lot to get done in the first few weeks of December. That is why I call November go time, because getting all these things lined up so that you don't have to drop a program from your list simply because there are things that aren't ready and nobody wants to spend the money and submit a late application because I can assure you that programs aren't going to consider it. It's not like there's a shortage of applicants, right? Programs are inundated with numbers of applicants. They're not going to review a late application when you've had pretty much three years to prepare for this moment, right? Like your entire time as a student pharmacist has kind of walked you up until this phase. And so they will not give you the time of day if there are any components of your application that's incomplete. So now we've reached December and we are submitting we get into January. January is not a break. It is not a time for you to take your foot off the gas. It's a time to prep. All of the students I work with, they'll tell you, January is super busy for us. This is when the mock interviews are taking place. This is when I want you to think about um, a disease state or a patient case presentation that you've done. And I ask you to prepare that in case a program comes back and says that they want you to do a patient case presentation, you don't need to create one. You've already got one that's ready to go. This is where I ask you to create an about me presentation. 
So we spend, um, the students I work with, we spent all of January preparing for the interview invites so that when the invites start to come in, we are ready to go. Because what many, many, many candidates are caught off guard by is the fact that when you are doing all these things, like when you are going to residency interviews, rotations are also a real part of your life. You are still expected to show up to rotation and perform. And also you go home, you're going to have case notes to write. You're going to have things that you're doing that are for rotation. Your rotation preceptor is not going to take their foot off the gas because you're going on residency interview. It doesn't matter how supportive they are because there are core learning experiences that you need to have good command and get through for their rotation for them to sign off, right? It's why January is such an important time. Um, and it can also be incredibly stressful and overwhelming for a lot of people because they're blindsided by how much work goes into submission. And then they're taken off guard that, oh my gosh, this residency interview wants me to do a 15 minutes about me. And then they want me to do a 30 minutes case presentation. And then there's a drug information inquiry I have to do or a team-based activity that I need to do. They want me to submit a writing sample and this sample and that... It is going to get very intense when that January to end um, to all through February season. So what I recommend you do during January is identify all of the things that you can do to prepare for interview season that's coming up. The second half of the timeline is going to be interviewing match day and post-match. And I will be coming to you at a later episode guiding all of you through what to do as you get through interview season, how confident you are about your chances of matching. Or if you're one of those people, there's always a few that want to be ready for phase two just in case because they don't want to have to start from scratch. And so in a nutshell, this is a marathon. As a summary, again, it is not a sprint. And if you approach as such, I want to tell you that your journey would not only be less stressful, but you'll find that you are approaching this entire journey with strategy rather than letting anxiety take the wheel and kind of drive the situation forward. As always, I am so glad you joined me for this episode. It is a brief one, but I hope you found it helpful. I do have a free residency timeline that puts all of what I talked about here today in a visual form for you, for all of the visual learners out there. All you need to do is to send me an email at info at resiprep.com and I'd be more than happy to send you the PDF that I have of the free timeline. Again, that email is info at resiprep.com and you'll be able to receive a free copy of my residency timeline for 2023-2024. This has been another wonderful episode brought to you by me, your host, Sally Traore Ualaka. And this has been Road to Match Day with the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Please rate 
like and subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any subsequent episode that will be coming to you this year. We have a lot planned for you and we are so excited that you could join us today. And I look forward to you joining me for the next episode on your journey to securing the residency position of your dreams. Thank you.